0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Welcome to Episode 63 of the Women's Running Podcast. This is one of our hybrid episodes. It's part workshop chat with me and Holly and part chat with one of our favourite people to give us some advice. Our expert this week is the very lovely Anna Harding from The Running Channel. She's been on here before, way back in the mists of time in episode eight. Check that out to hear all about how she started running in the first place and her journey from non-runner to running expert. In this episode, it's a game of two halves. I wanted to talk to her about her recent efforts to achieve a Boston qualifying time, which was documented on The Running Channel. Links to that are in the show notes. You must watch it. She definitely went on one of those journeys we talk about here so often, but has survived to tell the tale. And here she is to talk to us all about it. And here's a treat for you. I've asked Anna to tell us all about it in the January issue of Women's Running. So remember to pick up that issue when it's out just before Christmas to read her story in full. It's a perfect stocking filler. And then Holly and I want to pick her brains about winter running and how we motivate ourselves to get out there. And her tips here are nothing short of genius. Pants on the radiator for the win. This and more super top tips are right this way. Just to forewarn you, Anna has a very beautiful dog called Ralph, who has his own Insta page, by the way, who introduces himself to us fairly early on and enjoys keeping us on our toes. I decided to keep all his little barks in because he's a beauty and deserves our support and affection. Please rate and review us on wherever you listen to your podcasts. These reviews mean the world to us and really help us to keep this podcast going. And as we're firm friends now, I think you should join us. If you become a member of Women's Running right now, you'll get a free base layer from Zero Fit worth £40. Just go to shop.women'srunning.co.uk and enter x21wrpod at the checkout. We're in much the same way that we dragged on kate percy to tell us when and when not to eat crisps which was kind of quite useful actually Mm. Um, although i have ignored all of that and i just eat crisps when i want to eat (laughs) yeah me too sorry kate (laughs) Sorry, Kate. (laughs) not in the magic window Um, but we we've dragged you on anna to tell us how we can train for our next races because you have trained for some races so um (laughs) that's that's why you're here um but also i wanted to get you on because um we did talk recently because i'd watched your video on the running channel for from when you ran the berlin marathon um in your attempt to boston qualify and just wept all the way through i'm not doing spoilers here people should go and watch that video it's amazing um but i wondered if you could tell us maybe a little bit about um well about some of the races you've done and and a little bit about that journey to 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 that day if that's okay and then then we can we can just bombard you with questions about what we should be doing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: yes. Yeah, so I suppose, I mean, I started running in 2017 and my f- pretty, like pretty much from nothing. And my first race was Edinburgh, Melbourne. you know, just dive straight in. Why not? And, um, <laughs> I I always wanted to go sub 4 hours at the marathon and so I came in in Edinburgh in 4 hours and 7 minutes and ah. so and I was like I'm going for my sub 4. So um with every marathon that I ran then after that which has been two per year apart from covid mm. um I you know I was chasing this sub 4 and I I eventually got it at Berlin in 2019. No, eighteen. And so after I that, 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 that's a dog.
1: That's a dog. <laughs> <Ralph>? <laughs> there you go.
2: hello. Hi. Oh, <laughs> I need to talk oh, now. Look. Good boy. <laughs> no, 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 Ralph, come on now. Otherwise, you have to go outside. <laughs> he's um he's very protective, bless him. Oh. It was just a car door going, Ralph, come here, come here, Bubba,
1: on your bed. Good boy, lay down. Good boy.
2: <laughs> Sorry about that. Good <laughs> luck. Keeping
1: that in. Keeping yeah. it in.
2: <laughs> it's this cute little like, aggro puppy bark as well. He's like eight months old, but he's like, I'm going to be a big gruff puppy. And. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um, so so I finally got my sub four um in Berlin and then ever since then it's sort of been like okay well I want to get quicker every marathon that I do after that I just want to get quicker um and so I ended up training to run Berlin again this year because um I was working with the running channel who were working with Adidas and I'd said to the running channel look lockdown and covid and everything like that has just wiped me of my running mojo i don't want to run anymore i'm not feeling it i just Mm. i I don't know what what to do anymore Mm. so they sort of said well look what's your ultimate running goal and i remember when i was on the podcast last time with you esther that i said i'd like to bq Mm. as in boston qualifying time and run boston marathon so i thought well that's my ultimate running goal. Can I do it? And so they sort of said, well, let's get some people together that can help you. We'll get you a coach um, and a strength and conditioning plan. And you can have a chat with a nutritionist and a sports psychologist and all the the Mm, bells and whistles."
1: Lovely. Yeah.
2: I think it was about eight months to do it, to train from basically nothing. So we launched this quarantine to qualify series, which followed my training to try and run this Boston qualifying time at Berlin. And there were, as with any marathon training block, a lot of hurdles along the way. Um, the very first one being in February of this year, I tore my car. Ooh, <laughs> oh, that God. doesn't sound good. It wasn't. It was really oh. bad. Q um, 12 weeks of no running.
1: <sighs>
2: <laughs> so I've gone from, I don't want to run, to I'm going to get a BQ. To you can't run for twelve weeks. Oh, when you want to run and you can't run is, as we know, awful.
1: So, yeah. um, and what was the cause of the of the torn calf muscle? Was it overtraining? Or was it?
2: Well, not overtraining. What happened was, I went out. So the first episode of quarantine to qualify, I had gone out on the running channel on YouTube, and I was pumped I was so excited everyone had left such lovely comments that were like come on you can do this we're right behind you and I was like I felt like I had a whole cheerleading squad in my corner out oh, hmm. I did these intervals and I was feeling so strong I was feeling quite quick and I thought right I've done a real solid session here last interval give it everything focus on your form see what you've got in you as I just lifted off to do this last interval Something just went ping. And I was like, that's not good. That's really not good.
1: Oh, God.
2: Yeah. So it was, I don't know exactly what it was, but I'm calling it an overzealous interval. (laughs) 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 Um, So, yeah, 12 weeks of rehab. Um, You know, I did some cycling. Not my favorite, but... That needs to be done. Mm. Um, Physio, um, strength exercises, just your usual calf raises while you're brushing your teeth. Oh, yeah. And Um, and then eventually we got back to sort of like run walking. And it it felt like starting again because having 12 weeks off running is quite a long time. Mm. And, you know, we sort of eased me back in at a point where. I was ready to start run walking, but not ready to run. Mm. Don't run walk. Um, mm. And so actually what I did then was I wiped my watch completely. I started a new Strava profile and I started from a, a, a beginner runner, basically, because. Wow. I
1: love that. Yeah, I love that's that because otherwise you're getting told off, aren't you? By <laughs> yeah. Garmin, by Strava. Yeah. By, yeah.
3: I think that's actually what I want to do. I've got a lot slower and I think that would really help me. I don't use Strava anymore because I get so depressed.
2: So I think I I think I that's maybe what I might do as well. I cannot recommend it enough because Mm. if you think about that little bit of dopamine that you get little drops of every time your watch goes, You've run your fastest mile, or you've got a new five K PB. When you get to a certain point in your running when you've been running for a while and you've got better and better and better and better and you plateau, then You know, you're not getting that buzz as often as you were when you were a beginner and you were seeing that progress.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. So once you plateaued, if you then fall off a cliff like I did and Mm. you start back at the bottom, it's going to take ages to get back up there again. So I just went, (sighs) I'm not the runner I once was. I am a new runner. Mm -hmm. So I want my data and my statistics to reflect that. And it, it did give me such a. Mental confidence boost um, by doing that. So yeah, highly
1: recommend that. Awesome. Oh, amazing. So then what happened? So then
2: we went into actual training. So February, um, March, April, May. So it was about May. Um, June, July, August, September. So I have four months. <laughs> <gasps> oh. four fingers. So four months to go from <sighs> beginner <clears throat> runner to <clears throat> is a very tall order. However, you don't forget how to run, you don't lose all of your fitness in that time, depending on what else you're doing. And you've got that base, you've got that muscle memory of Mm -hmm. what you once did. So it was a tall order. And it was a big ask. But, you know, I trained my backside off in that four months. And, you know, just doing everything from, I mean, one of my favorite sessions he mm, won't might might not agree with this run <laughs> <session. laughs> a 10 mile loop so the first um three miles i think was a warm-up and then you do your intervals and then wherever you end up once you've done your intervals you then jog back to the start so i think i had about a four or five mile jog back to the start at the end of it oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just forget like how um oh really ralph <laughs> <seconds>. Ralph, look. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> we need
3: to leave ralph in
1: oh we'd so need to leave ralph <laughs> in <laughs> i think he's got his own instagram account has he got his own instagram account
2: he has he's yeah. us all around <laughs> right now stop watching the post lady she's not got anything <laughs> for you come here go this way
1: He's got very it, good ears.
2: Oh, They're so soft. They yeah. are so soft. Right, come on, Ralph. You're Sit down. Sit down. Good boy. Lay down. Good boy. <laughs> <Ooh>. um, <laughs> yes. So, Maria a marathon, I had forgotten quite how much volume there is involved in the training. So, there was a lot of volume. And, yeah, just trained and trained and trained over these. Right, I'm oh. going to close it.
1: Anna Anna's doing the eyes now. She looks cross. <laughs> She's crossed with that dog. I wouldn't uh, want to be that dog. <laughs> it's a bark too far.
2: He's closed the blinds now, so he can't stay out. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um right, so yeah, so I trained
1: volume of training. Those, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I
2: over those four months and my goodness me, it's hard. Um, and then two and a half weeks before Berlin Marathon, I picked up another injury. Mm-hmm. And this time it was my lower back, which I've never had an issue with before. But mm-hmm. it was a weird pain from my back all the way down my left leg. And it was sort of bouncing around. I was like, first of all, I thought it was my calf again. And I thought oh, no, I've done it again. But then on closer inspection with a physio, he was like, it's not it's not your calf it's your back so in the peak time so two and a half weeks out it was my last long run before Berlin we were sort of really focusing in on that last bit of sharpening up before taper Mm. and I couldn't run (sighs)
1: so
2: in the two and a half weeks before Berlin I think the furthest I ran was 5k
1: oh my god (laughs) Oh god, must be yeah, absolutely terrifying.
2: Yeah, it was to be honest. And you know, I had a chat with my coach four days out from race day, and he he's a great coach. He is very honest. Um, he's coached incredible athletes, and he was like, Look, it's not it's not your day. It's not gonna be your day in Berlin. I think you know that, but you you can go out there and you can, you can do it. I I know you can do it. Um, But, and I've got an idea in mind of what you'll do, like what time you'll do, but just go and have a good time because you've worked to get to the start line. So go and enjoy that start line.
0: So that's that's what I do.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) Honestly, I was in absolute bits. I spent most of my time doing this training crying. (laughs) I think
3: that's part and parcel, even without multiple injuries, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, it doesn't make you cry.
2: A, it's such an emotional experience, isn't it? Because when mm-hmm. you put your whole soul into something, and you, I mean, it's easy to forget that this isn't—it's not life or death, is it? It's you know, I it's know,
1: funny. I know, but still, I—I I think it's—I—I I don't think. I don't think we should disallow that emotion, that kind of oh my God, I you know, and it, Yeah. We can all feel we all feel it. Mm. it yeah. may not be death but it's it's a bit life isn't it it's a oh bit God, what it's you've life. been yeah and if it's if it's been your whole life and you're talking about that volume of training it's it's all you're thinking about every day you're looking at that plan that's stuck on the fridge or you're speaking to your coach or whatever and you've got it every single day you're thinking you're either doing <laughs> thinking about your run that you're doing ooh today or you're thinking about the run that you've got to do tomorrow or the one that you've got to do at the, at the weekend kind of thing it's yeah. just massive
2: yeah and the sacrifices or like fitting it around your life it does become your life doesn't it because Mm. you know you if you get invited to go somewhere you're like right well how am I going to fit in my long run so it does it yeah
1: yeah
0: definitely yeah
1: and it becomes it's because it's who you are it's then part of you isn't it so it's kind of if any of that gets disrupted it's it's a deep wound because it's it's Mm. you it's but it's your dna that's what you are so yeah
2: I mean, I'd I'd obviously made not the mistake, but I'd like made the commitment that I was going to put myself out there and let everybody else see my training and see my progress and see my end results as well. Mm -hmm. So there was that added pressure on top of just marathon training anyway.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God.
2: Yeah, but you know, then Berlin—the race day came. It was very hot. Um, I think you can sort of tell from the the elite results from Berlin how how difficult the conditions were because mm. the first man came in in two hours seven, mm. um, and you're normally looking at around two Snail's hours two.
1: Males pace that.
2: pace. That. I know. So <laughs> slow. So slow. <laughs> <laughs> So a five minute difference between what you would yeah. normally get Berlin Marathon in the elite end, if you then sort of funnel that down into the masses results mm-hmm. you're looking at then someone who would normally run four hours, maybe running like four and a half like mm-hmm. the five difference at the elite end becomes about a half hour difference further down, so. Mm. People, a lot of people struggled um, on that day, Mm. myself included. Mine was more injury-based than weather-based, but um,
1: yeah. I mean, I wanted to. Was your coach right? You said that he had a time in mind.
2: He wasn't, but he didn't bank on my calf as part of my back injury rearing its ugly head at around four k.
1: It was early (laughs) on, wasn't it? It was really early on. Yeah. 4k Which, you know, into 40k, yeah. <gasps> 40K. <laughs> and
2: then it just becomes a death march <laughs> mm. but um but yeah I mean I finished I didn't qualify for Boston um spoiler alert um in fact I ran my personal worst marathon time and I think you know I I look at that and I just think I don't care because I finished Mm-mm. it
1: you you mm-hmm. finished it yeah. went
2: up on my wall it's the only one that's gone up on my wall wall like I've got a medal hanger and all of my medals go on there Mm. but I framed the race number and the medal to remind myself that I finished
1: yeah (laughs) yeah it it was a very hard one battle so it does feel like it's one like probably the one that you should be most proud of because it's just what a feat of yeah achievement amazing
2: And the same for anyone who's run a marathon, like it's been such a busy autumn marathon season, Mm. for anyone who's run a marathon this year, after everything that we've gone through in COVID, Mm. after, you know, all of your training and stuff, if it didn't go to plan, you still finished it. And even if you didn't finish it, you still were brave enough to turn up and try.
1: Yeah. 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 Because the courage, we don't talk about that enough actually, but the courage to actually you, you can sign up to these things can't you and that doesn't mm. take that much but the courage to actually be there on the start line because I mean we know don't we Hole. you know even park run if you've not done park run before it takes mm. a bit
2: oh yeah
3: I had, <laughs>
1: I had stress dreams the night before
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> having run much longer distances even I was just like it's been so long since I've run with other people I'm so mm. nervous that even with all of the joy that comes with the fact that you don't come last and I, I still was I, I think there still is you really have to overcome something to mm. be brave enough to take on something that's going to be a bit grim but that you're mm. going to feel really chuffed with yourself afterwards in front of a bunch of people yeah people would at that God, idea. Yeah.
1: I, I think like turning up like to a big big massive race like Berlin and you don't I mean, I I assume that you didn't recce the route, you know. You didn't know where you were going. You wouldn't know the undulations. Mm. And then there's all that that pen stuff at the start, which just makes you, makes me (sighs) just want to poo myself. Um, It's so stressful. in a pen. Yeah. (laughs) There are (laughs)
2: portalings right next to the pens in (laughs) Poland.
1: That's good.
0: (laughs) That is good.
2: So, um, yeah, I came out of, the, out of the race injured a little bit. I was going to say a little bit sad. I don't think I was a bit sad, actually.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I, knew, I knew that it wasn't going to be a BQ day. And I mm. think having that pressure then taken off the race day meant that I just enjoyed it so much more. The one thing that I'm really sad about that didn't get included in the edit on the Running Channel video yeah. was all of the wonderful dogs that were here at the oh, side of the route that I stopped and petted because I was like I can't run I'm in a lot of pain I'm doing a bit of a shuffle <laughs> um, good. stroke these good boys oh <gasps> I love that oh,
1: yeah. that's nice
2: so, so yeah, yeah it was, where just- was that
1: we
3: need we always need more dog content <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> edited version please we need
2: I know, I ended up on the room floor a little bit <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, if you can go out and enjoy it, enjoy the experience, enjoy the day. We're lucky to be able to be lining up with one another again on start lines because this time last year
1: we couldn't. Yeah, this is ever so true. This is ever so true. Yeah, it is. Um Um, and then and speaking of start lines, so Holly holly and i have um <gasps> this is the, the, the other part of of our conversation today is we want to talk to you because we have um a couple of races coming up yeah and we think that you are in an ideal position to give us a bit of guidance there so we've got um well i've got 10k on sunday actually which i keep on forgetting about have you? Um, <laughs> um but we've got our half in march and um i've signed Oh, no, I'm hoping to sign up to a marathon that will be in April, but it's um, it's a trail kind of walk run number. But what we want to know from you really is what well, actually I think my first question would be if we've got this half in March um, mm. and we've got a sort of a longer race. In a- I've got a longer race in April. When do we start ramping up our training mm. and how do we carry on training through the winter when conditions might not be tip
2: top? Yes, great place to start. Um, So I went out for a little run yesterday. The only time I could fit it in was about seven in the morning. So it was dark, and it was drizzly. Mm. By the time I finished, the sun had come up, and it had stopped raining. And it was a beautiful morning. And you wouldn't have experienced that if you weren't out running early in the morning in the dark and drizzle. So... Mm. The first thing is, is take the little wins where you can in winter training, because I was being battered in the face with rain. And I was like, this is winter training. I forgot what this was like, because we've, <laughs> you know, we've, we've been quite lucky with the weather. I know we've not had the best summer, but we've been we've been quite lucky. So winter training for spring races is can be pretty miserable. Um but I think it's character building. And the first thing that I say that all of my running friends are like, I hate it when you say that, but you're so right is that skin's waterproof. So if it's raining Mm -hmm. and you get wet, it doesn't really matter because you're going to come back, strip your clothes off, jump in a nice warm shower and get ready to start your day. So, you know, skin is waterproof. Um, Don't let the rain put you off, Um, but also get the right kit so if you've got yeah. a nice kit that's going to keep you comfortable when it is chilly, then you're more likely to want to go out and run when the weather's not so great. Um, but similarly, don't overdress as well. Like mm. I'm sure like I do it all the time. I'm like, Oh, I'm so cold. I'll just like go out in all of my layers. And then you're 10 minutes into your run and you are boiling and just stripping it all off. Mm. So, Dressing as if it's ten degrees warmer outside than it is because of how quickly you'll soon warm up. Um, yeah. So you might start off a little bit chilly, um, and also if you do start off a little bit chilly, make sure you warm up. And your warm up can literally just be five minutes of slow jogging. So if you if you've got a pace that you want to hit for your particular run or whatever, great. But start that run really slowly, really ease into it because your muscles and your body will be cold and and yeah. you don't pick up injuries that's a really like easy way to injuryville
1: yeah. okay. <laughs> i don't like that town it's it's, yeah, and, it's yeah. not a place i want to i
2: tell,
1: I tell yes. you one thing that i because i um, i always get really really cold it's always the bits that stick out so it's fingers yes. nose boobs actually really really cold
3: my boobs get really cold Mm. it's sort of the top bit like you know when you get in the bath afterwards or something say and and you sort of you know I don't know your chin touches your boob if you're me and you've got big (laughs) knockers then I find that like that feeling it's like it's freezing it's freezing that bit it's kind of
1: I noticed at this Is anything TMI for this podcast? Oh, never. Nipple bars. Okay, no. (laughs) So, really, really cold, tiny boobs um, means that I have like basically nipples like rocks. So that I then Mm. get chafing. So, kind of you know sore sore boobs afterwards. (laughs) So I've I've had to resort to kind of putting on, if, if it's a cold run, and I, especially if it's a cold long run, then I have to put anti-chafe over my boobs.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. That's, <laughs> That's a what good tip though. Saying. That is a good tip because you, won't, you mostly think of wearing anti-chafe when it's hot and sweaty. Yeah. But the under-boob chafe is unreal. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. as well, the cold boobs thing, so this is something that... Um, That we have to deal with as women as well is because we've got our sports bras that are like stuck to our bodies Mm. and if they get sweaty or they get a bit wet if it's damp outside the minute you come back in if you don't get straight in the shower or the bath or whatever and you're like dithering around you get so cold because you've just got this wet piece of material just stuck to your skin Mm. yeah that's a good point Cold, really cold. And that's a really important thing to think about after a race as well, because if you're running a race, then if you can take your sports bra off when you've finished and just throw a hoodie on or something, just get it off your skin because you'll get cold and you might get poorly from getting so cold.
1: Yeah, that is a very, very good point. It's such a good point. I do get Mm. weak because I do tend to come back from a run and feel immediately guilty and feel like I have to do all like kind of the kids stuff and, you know, this, that and the other. And you just, yeah, you get cold to your bones, don't you? While you're doing that kind of stuff. It's horrible. I
3: I think that's exactly why... Like I, the thing I was just saying about getting in the bath and realizing how cold my boobs are—I think that's exactly what it is. I'll get in, and I—I def—I'm a ditherer after a run, and not even because I have any children to to feel guilty. Not that anybody needs to, but like I don't even have a sort of perceived reason to feel like I need to do anything. But I just sort of put off getting in the shower because. I think I just sort of need
1: to come down sometimes a bit after a run. Oh, yeah, no, me too. Because it, it, getting into a shower straight after a run, I mean, you just carry on sweating, don't you? And you just, well, I yeah. move, at the top of my head, it's just, um, yeah, so it's not, not the nicest of experience yeah. it is. Yeah. But that that does make me think that, because we talk about this a bit um, in the mag as well, is like recovery wear and... <laughs> Um, that sounds as though it's going to be awfully technical and it basically can be what you said it can be a hoodie can't it it's just to recover recover, you need to keep yourself warm and to put on something lovely and warm and comfy and stretchy and I've got um, a fleece
3: from Tesco and that's my recovery wear like proper technical what I want to throw on after every run
1: (laughs) I've got a massive (laughs) huge pink hoodie it's huge it was sent to me by a brand and I remember opening up and it was like blancmange pink and I was like it's not really it's not really my colour but I put it on and it goes down below my bum and it has one of those kind of snood hoods so it it looks like I've crawled into a giant vagina it's massive oh
2: and there's your soundbite. And,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I love it. Of <laughs> course, I wouldn't be without it. It's just the best thing. But yeah, I, I don't go to co-op wearing it necessarily mm-hmm. because of that. Because of looking like you're sort of being birthed. Yes, it does. It does. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. cool. there we go yeah but that's
3: good to think about recovery stuff because yeah it 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 it, it does get chilly and yeah. I think I don't want any excuses this year for me not that mm-hmm. other people are you know aren't allowed to have them but I I know that I I mean I feel like I'm approaching this in a bit of a similar way that you were Anna with the with Berlin except I am not trying to boss and qualify and I haven't got the, um, the kind of grace of an injury, but I just have definitely slowed over the last couple of years. And yeah. I, I know that that was because in lockdown, I really didn't do very much exercise. And that over mm-hmm. the last kind of six months, a year of getting back into running, it's been a slow journey and I've had a few setbacks and things that have meant that I've taken time off running and Mm -hmm. so I feel like I'm probably my slowest like miles per or minutes per mile than I've ever been but still very very determined to do this half and I think the I think first of all I'm definitely going to take the tip of starting from scratch on Strava. I love that. Yeah Yeah. I think that's really going to help but I was wondering if there are any more sort of mental tips to help you get over that feeling of thinking, I know I'm going to run it slower than the last time I ran the bath half. And I don't want to think that means that I didn't do a good job.
2: No. So that, I mean, that's really interesting the way that you phrase that Holly, because you said, I know I'm going to run it slower than the last time you ran the bath half Mm. off the back of, I'm going to wipe all my stats and start again. So yes. you've got to imagine that the bath half that you ran last time didn't, didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like obviously be proud of, of what you achieved then. And that's great. And that was, you know, that was runner you at that point, but mm-hmm. runner you at this point is in a different place and is in a different, um, uh, you know, a different part of, of your life and other yeah. stuff's happened, you know, and just remember that, progress doesn't always just go from bottom to top like it goes up and down and up and down mm. um and I think so just don't yeah just don't compare yourself to where you were at but also yeah. set your own new goals for this half so it might be you want to run it without doing any walking mm-hmm Or it might be that you just want to finish it. Or it might be that you want to do it in under two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, set like an A, B and C as well. Um, So you've got your like dream goal. You've got your one that's probably reasonably achievable, but would be like, you'd be dead chuffed with. And then you've got like the non-negotiable that is, you know, it could be just finish. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what I did at Berlin as well. My non-negotiable was finished. Whether it took me five hours, seven hours, or the sweeper bus was literally like pushing my backside to that finish. <laughs> yeah. My non-negotiable for that day was, I'm, I'm, I want to finish this. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you've got those goals set out in your head and then not comparing yourself to your previous one.
3: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I really like the idea of having a non negotiable one. So you know that you're gonna you know you're gonna make yourself proud on at least that basic level yeah. on the day. Mm. And then there are there there's a wish list of other things that it would be really, really good to aim for, but mm-hmm. you're not gonna be hard on yourself as long as you've done that non negotiable.
2: Yeah. And don't get me wrong, that one doesn't have to be to finish. That one could mm. just be go to the start line, get to the yeah. start line. So, you know, because I don't want to advocate that everyone push themselves through their injuries and to their absolute limits Mm. uh, just to finish a race because you've also got to think of the knock-ons down the line. Like I knew at Berlin that I was in pain, but I knew that it was a level of pain that I could sustain for five hours and then over, I would then rehab for a couple of weeks and I know Mm. that... You know I didn't have any commitments or or anything that was going to be negatively affected by being a little bit hobbly for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, But if you know there's a difference between sort of knowing your body and knowing that, and being a first-time racer who then sees the video of me pushing through that and going like, "Well, if Anna finished, I've got to finish," but actually, it's not okay for them to finish at that point because Mm -hmm. their body is not telling them that that's okay. Like you Mm -hmm. have to, to to your own situation.
1: As well, <laughs> yeah, 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 that definitely. makes sense. And the other thing that I wanted to ask you about was, um, it was because of of watching that video and seeing how I mean, you you may not think that this reflects your own experience, but I thought I was I was watching you having gone on this whole journey kind of thing, and you you turn up at that start line on that race, and not only do you seem pretty calm, but you're also presenting to camera. Yeah. and and then you're going off on this kind of what feel you know like if if you weren't presented to camera if you were just a normal person running that race you would be like a bag of worms wouldn't you getting so nervous on that day how how do we quell our race day nerves what how do we kind of stop them or when probably, you find
2: out please tell me oh. <laughs> it may look like it may have looked like I was you know a little bit calm on the surface but you know I get nervous so nervous before every race that I do still Mm. I even get nervous um doing long runs so Mm. in the morning a long run I'm like I'm really nervous and and you try and sort of sort it out in your head and rationalize it and you're like why am I nervous for a long run like Mm -hmm. a long run but it is that kind of, you know, it's a dress rehearsal for your race. And then when yeah. you get to the start, like you're nervous. And and I think a bit of nerves on race day is actually a good thing because, you know, it's the adrenaline going through your body. And, and especially if you haven't been on a start line for so long, like when I was doing the presenting to camera in Berlin, it took three takes to do the intro and on the third one I burst into tears because the emotion just came over me of just being back around other runners and being back in that situation Mm -hmm. bottled it for the first two takes and the music was playing in the background at the race and so the the Freddie our camera guy was like can you do one more take just so that we've got a safe one Um, because I think the music might have been a bit loud in those two and it was the third one that the tears came and it was the third one that they used (laughs) because I I, you know I'd I'd really tried to quash that emotion and just be like presenter face and then it was actually quite good that that happened because Mm -hmm. that was that was me that was the real how I felt and I'm sure there were lots of people on the day who felt overcome with emotion of this couldn't happen 12 months ago and look you know look where we are now so that doesn't really answer your question of how do you get rid of race day nerves i i don't know that you can but i don't think that they're a bad thing um i do get a bit of a like sicky tummy i feel really really nauseous with the nerves Mm -hmm. so i actually um i have like ginger um electrolytes so Uh. um
1: I don't know if I can say the brand. Can I say the brand? You can say the brand. You mean, is it Active Root or something like that?
2: It is Active Root. Not sponsored by them. Don't get gifted any stuff off them. I Mm. just found them. I think I found them like in a race um, pack, like post race pack one race that I did Mm. and loved it. And I swear by it now because gin, like natural ginger does really settle stomachs. I mean, it doesn't even need to be that particular brand. You know, it could just be like stem ginger. I've recently mm. found you can buy stem ginger in like syrup in a jar. Oh my god, it's amazing! Oh. Yeah. Oh, hello, that's <laughs> very nice.
1: It's lovely in your in your Christmas trifle. Just putting it out. Oh, there, so. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. oh yes, I did. Um, I was I put it in a rhubarb and ginger crumble.
1: Oh, wow. God! that sounds lovely. That yeah. sounds good. That's heavenly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so yeah, if anyone else feels like nauseous and sicky tummy, then ginger is a good that's but yeah that's really good to know I I get that
3: I was saying to Esther before our chat with you that I was excited to ask you about about that because I, I don't mind yeah as you were saying I don't mind a bit of nerve I think sometimes it's good it gives me a bit of a kind of kick up the ass
2: but mm.
3: I do find that I struggle to eat breakfast because I get so nervous yeah and that can be a bit of a problem because especially with really really long runs yeah. but Ginger's quite a good idea, like a ginger tea or, yeah, ginger electrolytes or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The thing
2: as well, with the breakfast, I'm the same. Um, I find that I'm literally forcing porridge down the. Oh, God, same. Or like a banana. I'm like, oh, yeah. just yeah. just need banana, I'm going it's not an attractive sight. Like,
0: oh.
2: But with that, what I found during the Berlin training block was actually swapping breakfast for um a an energy drink so i actually Mm. use the more energy drink um instead of breakfast because you're still getting your carb hit and it's a bit palatable than having to chew and swallow food okay
1: that's a really really good point Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i think that's great yeah um yeah because i i switched to um because i i was having that i was putting that same banana face um and i switched to uh, we have talked about it before, like um, porridge bars because I can't eat porridge; it just makes me feel sick. So yeah. i was basically eating a cereal bar, <coughs> which um, I would never do in normal life. But that really worked for me because it was it's harder and drier and somehow less. Um, yes. So I, well, I, I find the harder and drier quite difficult. That's the, the actual chewing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So a drink. Yeah, there you go. I think drink answers all of those, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah.
2: Definitely. Um, <sighs> and also so one thing that I was going to say as well about um, winter training oh, yeah. um, th- from a more practical side of things, though the one thing that I swear by is putting my kit on the radiator the night before. I I used that at school, put my tights
3: on the radiator
2: (laughs) (laughs) So then you've got a warm kit to put on On those cold mornings And it feels a bit like Oh, I'm nice and comfy now I'm going to go out and run Um, And like, I'm planning So um, (laughs) my boyfriend calls me Anna the planner (laughs) (laughs) I'm the planner (laughs) Um, So because like you've got the early dark evenings now and you know you've got dark mornings whatever um I use a slow cooker for my dinner so on the evenings when I know I'm going to go out and be running for like a while I'll make sure I've got my dinner in the slow cooker which means that when I get back instead of procrastinating and dithering Mm. straight in the shower straight out of the shower nice and warm my dinner's in the slow cooker
0: Mm. I
3: keep
1: my dinner oh yes see that's, so, good. that's good yeah and speaking Anna. that Anna, i like that um <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> only awful words rhyme with esther but the i um, was
3: thinking that too my immediate reaction was to think what would i be and i was like holly the wally <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well uh, um well uh, speaking as a morning runner um <laughs> as opposed to an evening runner. Um, I, in terms of planning I know the thing that I like to do is to well always always particularly in the winter check the weather and I'm religiously checking the weather because that will then Mm. um it will it will tell me whether I need to stick close to home
0: Mm. whether
1: I can do hill sprints and actually for me that's safer than doing a normal circuit in terms of if, if it's icy out because it's when I do hill sprints I do them close to home <clears throat> and I, and I know it's on an area that, that's going to be sort of safe kind of thing. And I would, yeah. I would, I would switch my sessions around to mm. accommodate the kind of, if it's cooler. But if I know it's going to be mm. really, really icy and I absolutely have to do something, then what I will plan for is to drive to the gym early in the morning and go on a treadmill. Um, because I live on the side of a hill and even, even walking down that tiny, like it's, you know, walking 20 meters down the hill, you, you'd just yeah. be on your bum. Yeah. So I would rather drive to the YMCA yeah. and hop on a treadmill than than kind of risk life and limb. Essentially, yeah. yeah. So that's really good tip. Really, really good tip. Good. Yeah. That's that's my tip. That's my w- w- winter tip. <laughs> don't run outside. <laughs> I don't think I should be saying that, should I? <laughs>
2: no, do run outside. Do run yeah. outside. Oh, the best thing about winter training is when you see the cobwebs on like bushes and stuff, and they've got the icy dewy. <gasps> oh dots. yeah, beautiful, it's beautiful.
1: I Love oh, that. Well, what I'm getting because I mean the clocks are going to go back in a week or so, aren't they? But um, mm. and then we're going to have to wait for it all again because right now I'm getting the sunrise and it's just the best. Yeah. It's the best going out when it is absolutely pitch, and then mm. halfway round it starts to go a bit grey, and then and it was a, it was a pink sunrise this morning. It was absolutely delicious. So that yeah. did feel a bit like I won this. Yeah. and you know sometimes I'll come back and yeah. like Dave will be like. I don't know why you do it yourself I don't know why you do it yourself it's too early you must be knackered blah blah, blah. And it's like yes both those things are true <laughs> but I saw this and you didn't you know oh yeah it's yeah. amazing yeah. love that yeah yeah <sighs> What a lovely chat about running. What a lovely chat about (laughs) That (laughs)
2: was really lovely. I'm
1: feeling very warm.
2: I feel warm. I I want to go and run in the cold and dark and rain now. Yeah, but only after
1: I've put my knickers on the radiator to have a warm bum. (laughs) That is genius. (laughs) Absolutely genius. I love it. I'm doing it. (laughs) Thank you for listening. I hope you loved hearing from Ralph as much as we did. If you've got any questions for us, do please email me at esther.newman at anthem.co.uk as we'd love to include your thoughts and queries in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zoom. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. If you become a member of Women's Running Plus right now, not only will you receive our brilliant magazine every month, but we'll also send you a free base layer from Zero Fit. A year's membership is just thirty nine ninety nine, and that Zero Fit base layer is forty pounds. That's pretty good, right? Become a member, and you'll get Women's Running every single month, access to all our back issues, and we'll send you loads of discounts to running stuff as well. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter X 21 WR pod at the checkout for your exclusive deal and it's perfect for Christmas presents too. Happy running.
0: Hold up.